Welcome to this week's episode of the Nerd Chatter Podcast, where two nerds sit down and chit-chat about nerd news that we run across throughout the week. As always, I'm joined by my good buddy Garrett. My friend, how are you? Very tired. It's been a long week. It has been a long week. Uh, D23 this week. Yeah, uh, it's this, going on right now. Yeah, it, uh, yeah, we're recording this on Saturday, later afternoon. We got through the Marvel and, um, what was it, Star Wars panel here on Saturday, which was uh, some juicy stuff, which we'll talk about here in a minute. Uh, but as always, I'd like to start off the shows by sharing the free and heavily discounted games that I come across throughout the week. Uh, a little bit dry this week, but we did have a couple uh, notable entries here. Uh, as always, on Epic Game Store, this one's until the uh, September 15th. It's 100 Days Winemaking Simulator. Uh, I'm sure a favorite for Garrett. Um, Top-down kind of city-building tycoon game, soft art style, um, but you run a uh, winery. What do you think? You going to get on that? Uh, probably not. <laughs> uh, the Something other, tells me. I mean, you know, I might, I might give it a shot. Here, we're gonna be streaming a little bit later. I might, I might fire it up and see what's up. Um, next one here is Realm Royale's Reforged Epic Launch Bundle Set. It's uh, free uh, until September fifteenth as well. It says Death Edges or Death's Edge Assassin Skin, the Box Zerker Chicken Skin. And the No Guard Mount. Uh, it looks like a fantasy-themed, like, Fortnite-style game. So, uh, you know, do with that what you will. Um, but, yeah, like I said, we had D23 this week. So you had a lot of Marvel information, Disney information, uh, Star Wars information. I think they're talking about Avatar right now um, while we record this. So, uh, you know, we got some juicy stuff to go over. So I'm actually going to hand this one off over to Garrett since... Uh, definitely uh, the the uber fan between us two uh, for Disney and Star Wars and stuff like that. So I'm going to go ahead and let you take this one. Well, thanks. So yesterday uh, was heavily focused on um, all things Disney related. So uh, Disney Studios, Disney Animation Studios, and uh, Pixar. Um, so I'm going to go through per studio everything that was announced or released mm-hmm. or just information that was thrown out first off hocus pocus 2 trailer came out um it looks really good i don't know if you had a chance to look at it yet but it is going to be dropped or the show or um i guess movie is going to be dropping on disney plus on september 30th so we're only a couple Mm. weeks away from that Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um so that will be a fun watch before halloween yeah well we're going to be doing um we're going to be doing a watch of that one right we're going to be recording it for so basically uh, i'll be in in Florida, I'll be at the uh, uh, Disney World with the Halloween event, um, so I won't be able to record that week. So we're probably going to do an early recording for the Halloween show this year, where we're going to watch the original and then watch the new one. So I look forward to that. But yeah, I saw that trailer and it was entertaining. It's definitely kind of where I expected it to be. Um, you know, so a little bit of, of rehashing of some of the old jokes and, and quirks and stuff like that. But I mean, that's part of it. So yeah. yeah. I mean, overall though, it looks it looks enjoyable and just you know, I'm all about that spooky stuff. So yeah, uh, you know, all the all the spooky content I can get around around Halloween, I'm I'm down for. So yeah, we're, we'll be watching it. Yep. Then, uh, Disenchanted is the follow up for the 2007 movie Enchanted. Um, I don't. I saw that one time with one of my nieces or a couple of my nieces back in the day. Um, I watched the trailer. I mean, it has the same actors in it. Um, I can't remember what the release date on this guy is, but oh, here we go. It'll be streaming 
on Disney Plus November 24th of this year. So that's coming out. And I it doesn't say if it's a movie or a series. So That's a Disenchanted? I, yeah, Disenchanted. Yeah, I, I never saw the uh, the Enchanted film. Is that like a current day take on some older story? Is that what it is? Um, it, it, if I remember right. Like Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> um, it's like more... It's more like the just classic Disney fairy tales just brought to real life. Mm. It was like one of those things that are movies that like um, early on that combined live action with mm-hmm. some animated elements. I mean, I didn't pay attention. I was mainly babysitting for that. But, you know, this one looks very much live action with some animated elements. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Yeah, I mean, I saw. I, I watched a little bit of the trailer. I was like, I don't know what this is referencing. I guess it was kind of like a fan favorite, and that's why people were like all about it. And like, it got brought back after what, like, twelve years or something? Or it's been like forever since the first one came out. Fourteen, fifteen years. Yeah, yeah, because the first one came out in two thousand seven. So I mean, that's that's what a cult following is, right there, for sure. Yep. Um, so Peter Pan and Wendy was announced. Uh, it's a new film that dives deeper into Wendy's story as she joined the boy who refuses to grow up and that will be coming to Disney plus in 2023. There was a couple images that was shown at D 23, but, um, and an, an exclusive first look at, uh, the film, but nothing released to the public. Um, next it up is a is, film or is it a show? It is a film. It's a film. Yeah. Yep. Um, unless they change it otherwise, or if, unless um, the article that I pulled from on this particular one from it was like d23.com has it wrong, it's a film. So we'll hmm. see. Uh, I'm pretty sure that that's the case. But um, uh, next up is Haunted Mansion. Um, a sneak peek was showed at D23. We didn't get to see it, but there was a description that got pulled out. Um, the, so I'll just go ahead and read the description that was uh, given. Uh, the trailer uh, watches as a car pulls up to a mansion in the depths of the night. The mansion, our narrator says, was discovered fully built after a fire in 1788. That's when things started to get weird, he continues. With a string of dramatic events, paranormal attacks, yellow fever, explosions, there's no records, only stories. We follow a character played by Tiffany Haddish, a priest, uh, or and a priest uh, portrayed by Owen Wilson, as they explore hidden areas of the darkly historic house with a group of kids, finding behind a painting a room that had not been touched in centuries. The trailer also in- introduced us to a tour guide played by Lakeith Sanfield, sorry if I pronounced that wrong, with further flashes to characters played by Rosario Dawson, Danny DeVito, and more. Oh, Danny. Yep. He's yeah. uh, making his one of, his, he's been in Disney movies before, right? Uh, is Matilda Disney? I don't think, no, I don't, I don't know. It might be DreamWorks. Or I don't know. Um, I mean, why wouldn't you? He's a genius. I mean, yeah, he's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I didn't. I saw the. I saw the the announcement. I didn't see too much in regards to to like any trailers or anything that played. But I did see um, Jamie Lee Curtis get, get brought out. You know, they they called her the queen of of horror films. Um, they brought her out in one of the conveyor seats that you have at, at Haunted Mansion, the ride, and it swung around and showed her. So I don't know what role she's gonna be playing, but. 
you know, she's my queen. So anything she plays in that movie is going to be great. And then you had uh, Jared Leto, I think, for that film, rumored to be the Hatbox Ghost. So, uh, I mean, are you going to go see it? I mean, is that going to be a Disney Plus type thing or is that going to be a film? It does not say. I mean, I'm down regardless. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah, it. I mean, that sounds like it would be a actual movie release mm-hmm. and not just a Disney Plus release. So we'll see. I don't know. Um, it's my favorite attraction at the parks. Like, hands down, I love that ride so much. So yeah. I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll go see it for sure. Yeah. Next movie from Disney Studios is Mufasa, The Lion King. This was completely newly announced. Um, it is a prequel to... The Lion King, hint, hint, you know, whatever. Um, it won't release until 2024, um, but they did show a quick sneak peek of it at the show. Um, they had a little bit about the film, which is still in production. Um, it sounds like it's going to be told in flashbacks with by Rafiti, Timon, and Pumbaa. And they tell the story of Mufasa to a young lion cub. And um, Mufasa will reveal... The rise of one of the greatest kings of the Pride Lands. Hmm. Again, coming in 2024. Do you think they'll use James Earl Jones? Or do you think they'll use the AI like they did for Star Wars? I mean, we talked about this. I think I think there's going to be... I think they'll use him in some way. I mean, as long as he's alive, I don't see how they couldn't. There's, I mean, they're still in production. He's pretty old. And, I mean, we just had the queen die this week. And... Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Breaking there's news. just yeah. <laughs> don't know if you heard, but the queen died. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I mean, old people die. That's just how it yeah. is. Um, well, my thing with James Earl Jones is that in Lion King, he sounded noted like noticeably older. Like he, his, it's just not as as tight and crisp. You know what I mean? Like I'm yeah. not, I'm not no shade. Like it's the most harmonic voice to ever exist. But when it comes to you know, telling a story of a younger version of that of that character. I don't know how they're going to do it and have him have that same, like, pep, you know? Yeah. My thought is, is um, so with Mandalorian, uh, they they did a de-aging AI to Mark Hamill's uh, voice. So I guess it would be for Book of Boba Fett. They might do that for James Earl Jones. Maybe. But, they did build that AI for Vader. Well, they have the, the AI for Vader, but they have the de-aging AI as well. Yeah. So, I mean, they might just combine it into a James Earl Jones AI. <laughs> that can I mean, they should anyways. I mean, they, I would they take a Siri the, with, with James Earl Jones, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I was like, about to say. <laughs> DLC, I'm down. That'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if they released a Siri of James Earl Jones or, I mean, Yoda or, you know, anyone, I'd be all over that. There's two more. Um so there was a live-action Snow White announced. I mean, Gal Gadot is on the cast for that one. Um, I think mm-hmm. she's playing the Evil Queen, right? Yeah, Evil Queen Grimhilda. And yeah. I mean, when I saw the two characters like on or the not characters, but two actors on stage next to one another, it's like, oh yeah, dude, for sure. Like, oh, yeah. put the head the headpiece on her and like the dress. Like, yeah, she she definitely rocked that part for sure. Um, the other live-action. Um, uh, the Little Mermaid also coming out. That's coming out in 2023. Uh, mm-hmm. Snow White is slated to come out in 2024. They did release a trailer for everyone for The Little Mermaid. So we'll have that linked uh, in our Twitter video and on Twitter, or our YouTube video and on Twitter. Sorry about that. So that's everything for Disney Studios. My overall thoughts I'm excited for uh, Hocus Pocus 2 
and Haunted Mansion. I think those are both going to be fun movies. I'm hesitant about Mufasa. Um, I'm I'm just hesitant because I don't I I want to make sure they do it right and um, do the voice right and everything else right. I mean, it's Disney. It's they're going to do whatever they want with yeah. it anyway. So, what are your thoughts? I don't know. I mean, I, I did, I'm not I'm not interested in Mufasa at all. I'm sure my wife will be, but. Yeah, I mean, Hocus Pocus 2, that's kind of like a given. I like the timing of that, too. Um, you know, right at the beginning of the Halloween season. and um, Peter Pan and Wendy, like, I don't really, like, care too much about. Disenchanted, like I said, I don't, I, I didn't watch the original. So it's like, yeah, Haunted Mansion is probably, like, my peak interest there. Just because of, you know, my affinity for that ride. But, uh, I don't know. Like, it's it's whatever. I don't, I don't think that that whole segment was intended for for a wide variety of, of viewers, you know what I mean? Like, I think even watching the beginning of that segment, there was, like, actual children's cartoons, like, playing on the side for kids to watch and stuff, so... It's um, not surprising. Yeah, I mean, it was it was definitely... It's out of my wheelhouse, um, but, you know, as a dad and stuff, I'm, I'm keeping an eye out for, like, cool stuff for him to get into, like, years from now, so... Yeah. You know, there's there's some, some decent stuff, but really, I think for, like, viewing pleasure, it'll be, like, Haunted Mansion only for me, really. Yeah. So uh, the next studio that presented yesterday was Pixar. So they have a new movie called Elemental, and that's slated for a June 2023 release. It is um, a story of immigrants pursuing dreams in beautiful neighborhoods where language and culture come together. The filmmakers introduce the characters, which are like elements. So like, there's a, a fire a character that's like made out of fire and is like wearing a suit and then a character made out of water. But the city, uh, this takes place in, um, it's where fire, water, land, and air residents live together. Uh, Ember is a tough and fiery young woman, and Wade is a sappy, go-with-the-flow water guy. That's sappy, what? I didn't read that. <laughs> what? Where did you, yeah. you get that from? Uh, this was like from the, the D23.com article. Jeez. I know that's just uh, that's much. <laughs> a, water, um, a water person and a fire person. There you go. Yeah. Um, I saw I the poster for it too, where they're like touching, or they're about to touch hands. Yeah. I figured that um, that would be the premise. Like they can't coexist. You know what I mean? Like there's a conflict there because they yeah they they'll clash. just turn into steam. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it it deep, looks bro, cute. Deep. <laughs> yeah, it looks cute. I mean, it's a Pixar movie. It's a Pixar movie, yeah. Yep. Another um, one. Yes. So that's going to be a feature film release. Um, again, June 2023. Um, next up from Pixar is it's called Win or Lose, and it's slated for fall 2023 Disney Plus movie release. Actually, not movie release, excuse me. It is uh, Pixar's first ever long-form series. Um, so the... Series follows a the Pickles, a co-ed middle school softball team, uh, in the week leading up to their championship game. If, if I, the article has specifically talked about how each episode, or each episode takes place in the same amount of time, and it's just from different perspectives. So I mean that sounds fun, but mm. um, seeing Pixar go out of their normal box, I think that's what I'm excited for to see. Um, how they can change up the story as or their story um, portrayals that they do uh, just mixing it up because that's something they haven't done before yeah 
they announced two other um, projects that they're working on that are both coming out in 2024. Their first one is Leo, um, and it's about 11-year-old dreamer, um, and uh, the mom is a top secret military, or is like she runs a top secret military project of some sort, and there's some uh, introductions with some aliens and. Uh, Leo gets confused for an ambassador for Earth, so uh, <laughs> there's that. Then the other one, uh, which is probably going to be their big release for 2024, is Inside Out 2. Um, and that's going to be, I mean, what they said for it, it's all-new adventure inside the now-teenager, uh, or the head of the now-teenager, Riley who may or may not be uh, feeling all kinds of new emotions. Oh, no. I know. Wait, like, hold on. I'm trying to pin down what Inside Out was. Is that like some so, like microorganism type of... So, uh, do you remember the, the movie where they had... Um, it came out in like 2015-ish, maybe 2014, where it was a young girl and like you got to zoom into her brain and like see the emotions interacting with each other. And there Maybe, was, yes, I think it did actually. Oh, there no. was the little fire guy <laughs> oh, or man. the anger guy. And yes, e each character in her brain was an emotion. So it's the follow up for that. I just think of the, the Rick and Morty episode with like the, the homeless guy. Oh, no. like, <laughs> really got to go in to build the amusement park. Yeah. Definitely not that level of creepy, <laughs> but um, she's definitely, I mean, a teenager, puberty, you know. Yeah. The, boys. I'm about as far out of my wheelhouse as you can get, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, I have a special place for Inside Out. Um, my wife and I bonded over that movie when we were dating. So, anyways, that's everything that Pixar had. Nothing super crazy. Uh, everything looks cute. Like I said, it's Pixar. I'm intrigued about a Leo. I think that could be a fun story. And I'm also intrigued by Inside Out. Yeah, I just haven't shown any type of interest in Pixar movies since, like, I don't know, Toy Story 2. <laughs> so it's like, you know, <laughs> it's like, okay, you know, more and more stuff to add to the shelf, you know. And like yeah. I said, the, the kid's going to be old enough at, at one point to, to enjoy that type of stuff. So, you know, whatever. Yeah. So next up is Disney Animation Studios. I'll go over uh, most of this pretty quick. Zootopia Plus, which is a like a short form series coming out uh, this November. And it's going to basically feature an episode about different animals from the, the Zootopia universe. So we're going to have like a sloth episode and um, a rodent episode. And just, it looks fun. Um, I don't know if you saw Z Zootopia when it came out, but... Uh, the sloth scenes were definitely the best. I did. Yeah. I mean, you really only needed to watch the trailer to get the funny out of that movie for sure. But um, I think the CGI in that movie was actually pretty impressive. It was very impressive. The, like the, the real, I don't say realism, but just like the vibe. It was kind of just, it felt lived in. Yeah. Well, and that was from six years ago too. It was very yeah. impressive for then. Yeah, I mean, it, it was, it was, I don't know why I saw that, but I did, I did see that movie actually. Yeah. Um, next up is, I, I'm so sorry if I pronounce this wrong, I probably will. Owaju. It's an all new long form series created in uh, collaboration with a pan African comic book entertainment company called 
Kuga. Um, it is a futuristic coming-of-age story that introduces Tola, a young heiress from the wealthy island, and her best friend Cole, a self-taught tech expert and uh, loving son from the mainland. Sounds very intriguing. They didn't have any like artwork for it or anything, but they said it's going to be colorful and bright. There was no release information on that other than it's in the works. I don't, like I said, I think, I, I don't know if they even showed artwork for that one. Next up is Strange World. There's already a trailer out for it. Uh, it came out in June. They showed some specific sequences that were exclusive to D23, and that's releasing um, on November 23rd. Then uh, they, lastly, they announced their newest films uh, slated for next year of fall 2023. It's called Wish, and it is an animated musical which is inspired by the legacy of films from the studio and asks the question, how did the wishing star upon which so many characters wished come to be? What? <laughs> like the star itself? Yeah. Like in the sky, like the the presumably like a planet or galaxy or whatever, or is yeah. it going to be like a mystical type of? Uh, it's probably going to be a mystical type of thing because oh, okay. <laughs> it's like the spirit of some like earthly god or something that ascends. Well, I mean, like it's Disney, so it's it's probably going to be something a lot more simple than that. Hmm. I mean, the like the wishing star is like the what the power that gave. Like Pinocchio, Pinocchio life, or yeah, well, yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Anyway, so that yeah, that's everything from yesterday. Now, hmm. um, so that's again from Disney Studios, Pixar, and Disney Animation Studios. Again, aimed towards <laughs> tiny um, people. Yes, but it all looks cute. It all looks fun. So today, today is where the big boys came. They had the panel that started off at ten. And went for th almost three hours. And first up was Lucasfilm. Uh, Kathleen Kennedy immediately took to the stage and um, kind of gave a recap of what they've done on Disney+. Plus. Said nothing about any of the sequel movies. I thought that was interesting. So she officially confirmed that there will only be two seasons of Andor with 12 episodes each. And then she describes Andor as a spy thriller. The whole cast of Andor also took the stage and each talked about their character for like 30 seconds. Um, then the final trailer was released. So we'll have that linked. It looks really nice. Is that the one that's a three-part first like premiere? Yes. Oh, okay. um, when it releases on the, I think it's the 21st or 22nd of this month, it will be releasing with the first three episodes all at once. So... The way that they're releasing it, or not releasing it, but the they've made it is every um, three episodes is one arc. Yeah. I wonder if that was a decision before they decided to delay it like three weeks. I'm assuming it was heavily impacted, the decision to delay it. Yeah, they are probably like, you know, it probably would be best if we just released this first chunk instead of doing it episodic. Yeah. Maybe they're freeing up, freeing up focus from something else. You know, I don't know. Well, I think, okay, here's my theory. I mean, we've seen several, I mean, at least I've seen, what, four episodes of She-Hulk now? <laughs> um, I think they wanted, they knew She-Hulk was going to struggle a little bit as far as viewership, and they didn't want to have Andor compete. That is mm. my honest opinion. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know about all that. <laughs> Those two different demographics. I don't. That's two different levels, to be honest. Andor is like yes, way I, above She Hulk. I agree, but if someone's going to choose one or the other, if, from what it sounds like, people are going to choose Andor. Oh, it would have been Andor, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, so <laughs> I chosen Andor, yeah. I think it was a Disney choice. Then they, then I'm guessing Lucasfilm fought to have the three part start to that. So, mm-hmm. anyways, that's coming out this month. Um, next up, they had uh, another Lucasfilm property, not a Star Wars property, but Lucasfilm, which is Willow. Um, it, there was the movie which starred Warwick Davis uh, way back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is classic. an original, yeah, definitely cult classic. And this is an original series on Disney Plus, which will be coming out on the 30th of November. And the trailer dropped, so we'll have that linked again. Um, I had seen pictures of like the practical effects being utilized for that set and stuff like that. So it's going to have very much of the original films like heart. There's some interesting but kind of goofy, uh, you know, character and costume design and stuff like that in the original film. So yes, hopefully they stick to that much. pretty cleanly. But the trailer did look a little shiny, and um, I forget the actor's name, but you know his his dialogue wasn't as like I don't want to say gritty, but it felt like self-aware of the of the impact of the film itself. I don't know if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, it just kind of had a, a boastfulness to to the dialogue being said. But as far as the movie looked, it looked pretty good. Yeah, the trailer, I I, I agree, it looked shiny. Um, I don't know if I'll be watching it. I I saw the original yeah. movie once. Yeah, um, <laughs> kind of the same. I'm definitely not a part of that original cult. Uh, I, cult. I think I I think I saw most of that film in pieces, comprised multiple viewings on television you know what i mean like yeah see 15 minutes here 20 minutes there i'm probably missing like five or ten minutes of content out of the movie as a whole just because yeah. i skipped around so much but you know what i mean and shyness too going back to to briefly uh hocus pocus so it's kind of the same thing with that it had like a little bit of a shininess to it a couple shots look super good though in that trailer it's like damn yeah, that's and- spooky <laughs> it's like, <"That's> good. <laughs> and i with hocus pocus just talking about that it, I definitely saw where you could see it looked shiny, but mm-hmm. I mean, they they honed it in from time to time though. You could tell in the trailer. I was like, oh, yeah, okay. so it's not gonna be but all that. The, it's actually setting in a, a modern time frame. Yeah, uh, she's so, she's floating around on the on the little hoverboard. <laughs> she's no, she's yeah. using the the uh, the Roombas as her brooms. Oh, is that what she, it was? Yeah, she remember she was using the 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 vacuum cleaner in the original one. It's two oh. Roombas. <laughs> I floating didn't, around I like Iron Man. I didn't catch that. I, I, yeah. I just thought it was like a little, yeah, you know, hoverboard with wheels. So that's, that's, the, that's the carryover great. for the gags. So, yeah, I get it. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to dwell on that movie too much. But you know, we'll talk about that when that yeah, rolls we'll, around. But it, that it looked, will get it its fun. time in the sun. There. But there was a couple shots in there where I was like, "Ooh, that was a nice shot." Like yeah. she swoops in through the through the fog and like picks up one of the kids, and it just looked like a horror film, real quick. I was like, "Ooh, nice." So yeah, stoked. Yeah, uh, Bad Batch, they uh, didn't have anything much for that, but they did say um, it is going to be releasing on January 4th. There was speculations that it would be um, the end of this month. Yeah, that's the one that got removed silently, right? Yeah, so oh, no. um, I'm guessing it's so that it doesn't butt up against Andor, so it actually gets viewership. Um, again, two different audience levels there. Um, the first season of Bad Batch was 
I mean, it's very much like Clone Wars, where it was a little bit more serious than your average kids show. Mm-hmm. But it'll be a 16-episode season with a two-episode premiere. Um, again, that's January 4th of next mm. year. I don't know. That sounds like a drop mid-December type decision to me. You know, kids yeah. are going to be on vacation. They're going to be chilling, you know, like they're going to have the opportunity to, to watch and consume. And mm-hmm. some people, it's it would be comfort, you know, being snowed in or what have you during the, yeah. the winter season. I mean, January 4th isn't too far later, but I mean, it's literally right at the end of, of any type of vacation that people are going to have. Yep. I, I also think it might be so it doesn't butt up against uh, Tales of the Jedi, which was the, that? Uh, next... I'll talk about that next. Mm-hmm. In fact, so they announced that it was going to be dropping on Disney Plus on October 26th, and it's going to be a six-episode uh, mini-series, and it's going to be uh, focusing on the backstories of Ahsoka and Dooku. And the trailer dropped, and it looks really nice. Super good. Yeah, super good. Um, yeah, I guess that is like six-week span, right? Yeah. If that's going to be the case. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. I, yeah, I would. I would choose that over over Bad Batch, to be honest. Yeah, I, but I would still, rather watch that on on the on the break and then than Bad Batch. Yeah, but still, like there would be. I mean, if we take six weeks from November, we're that's still the middle of December that they could release it. So, I'm put. I'm guessing that they're going to have some. Um, you know, they how they've they done the gallery or Star Wars gallery where it's like the making of. Yeah, they'll probably do something for. Um, Andor in that time frame, maybe. I mean, Andor should still be going in that time frame if it's 12 episodes. Mm-hmm. But then do a gallery episode for Tales of the Jedi. Yeah. It does look super good, though, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's like, and then that one, the one Sith, the, uh, the Inquisitor, at the end of that trailer was super badass. Yeah, the, that mask looks really, yeah. really nice. It's like one of the best. I'm not going to say like character designs because I saw a full body of him and he just kind of looks like almost like Kylo Ren, but less steampunky, pretty clean cut in terms of like the body design, but the helmet mm-hmm. is like super sick. It's like top tier design in my opinion. Yeah. Well, like when I first saw it, I thought it looked like a, the race that General Grievous is, mm-hmm. but on second viewing, it's not, it's like a full blown mask. The dude looks sinister. Yeah, what 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 do you think he is? Like the uh, what brother? Um, I don't know what brother he'll be, but I can tell you right now, he's the the guy that Ahsoka kills without a lightsaber, and then uses the crystals from his lightsaber to create her white lightsabers. Oh, is that it? I I'm pretty sure. Was that the was that story ever hit on, or was it just kind of like a a mention in the? Because that was it's in um, a book. Uh Ooh, damn, that's going to be dope. Yes. Okay, so that's that's probably going to be my top anticipated, you know, Star Wars project. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, I mean, in in the trailer, I mean, we saw a young Qui-Gon Jinn, and I'm all about Qui-Gon Jinn. So yeah, be- you get that. You get um, yeah. Dooku in his, mm-hmm. in his more middle-aged and kind of like treading the line. Still Jedi. Yeah, still a Jedi, but he's he's being yelled at quite a bit. <laughs> By Mace Windu, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, did you yeah. notice that his lightsaber is, still has the curved hilt and everything, but it's just blue? I didn't look at the... I saw the, 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 the blade color. I didn't look at the hilt. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. So he just went and swapped the, the crystals. Well, I mean, in canon now, they do the, the bleeding of the crystals where you put your 
your anger and hatred into the crystal and it turns red because it bleeds and it's stupid but that's probably what happened they gotta have some way of descri- you know explaining why all of the sith have just red lightsabers yeah <laughs> you, know, you vary from the, red any bit and it becomes i mean was what's her face is pink who's um reva was reva's uh, no, it was pink? red was it because i'm yeah i think it was my tv color was like slightly off because it looked oh, like yeah, a hot pink i was like ooh, that's dope no, no, it's red. Nope. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Almost. Um, yeah. But I, I think, like, uh, at least with canon to date, a Sith has, needs to get their lightsaber crystal by killing a Jedi. Mm. So uh, just the thought process here, um, we we saw Yaddle in the you know the trailer, mm. and uh, we know Yaddle doesn't show up after Episode One. Uh, what if uh, that's Dooku's first kill? And then he uses the crystal from Yaddle's lightsaber to make the red crystal. How dare they? Leave I, Yaddle out of this scene. She had nothing to do with this. Yeah. But her character design looked pretty good. Kind Gotta of. give her that. It just looked like Yoda, but with uh, like, Hair. A, like a man <laughs> bun or whatever. Like a ponytail. Yeah. So they had a little panel, or the, so they after that they had a uh, Dave Filoni come up on stage and talked about Ahsoka. Um, they're still filming Ahsoka. They showed a couple uh, images from the series. They had one with uh, Sabine looking at the uh, the big design or picture that she painted in Rebels. Um, it's very very pretty. It's like a actual prop that they mm. painted themselves, like directly from. Uh, Rebels, it's really cool and kind of striking. Mm. Then um, they had a a couple pictures of just Ahsoka herself. One looked... Okay, so I know you haven't seen Rebels. You need to. Not all of it, but yeah. There is a place called the World Between Worlds in Star Wars. It's a legitimate thing now. And there is a, a, a temple that she's standing in that has the markings of the world between worlds and that gets me really excited is that the Um, one with the like the god type creature and then the two children no um it's related but that's mortis that's like a planet that's like Mm. the god planet Mm. of star wars Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that was cool i remember watching that i was like oh this is neat yeah the the sun is you know, pretty scary in there. Yeah, they're very, very well portrayed as two, you know, ends of a very distinct spectrum, you know? Yeah, with the, the dad being in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so that, that got me, that picture got me really, really excited. Then there was just another picture with Ahsoka and her lightsaber out, and that was, looked good. They, they've done some stuff with the, the prosthetics for, that her like leku and everything well I mean, it's because th- she was gonna have dramatic fight scenes dude you don't want those things flopping around and getting <laughs> in the way and chopped off and shit but yeah I get well, it. I get it. in other and i mean we've only seen her really in other content in animated stuff so they can do whatever they want in that um while it's a little bit more you have to be a little bit more constrained in a little practical uh, live yeah in live action stuff so um, I get it did it. look funny though. Like when I saw the comparisons, I was like, "She does look better on, on the on the cartoon," just because yep. the proportions are, are more accurate than what you would expect. I didn't notice yeah. it all that much though, and they did do quite a bit to cover it with her hood and stuff. 
Um, yeah, but the the way that they're doing it with this the actual series, it looks better. That's everything about Ahsoka that they uh, were willing to release today. They next showed, um, or they talked about the Skeletons Crew show, which is the they say it's not a kids show, but it, it's featuring a group of kids who got lost in the Star Wars universe in the New Republic era. Um, with Star Wars, Jude, Stranger Things, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jude Law is the main character of Dumbledore. that. Yep, and bring him in. Yep, but they they actually released a screenshot or not uh, not a screenshot, but a, the first image from shooting that mm-hmm. and. Um, it's just Jude Law. It just looks like Jude Law standing there. But Jude the Law. kids are in the background, are, and yeah. it looks like uh, there's an alien race or two. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, there's some droid-like things in the foreground. And I know we looks, talked about it briefly, but is are, are the kids like Jedi Temple escapees, or are they just randos? We have no clue. Hmm. Yeah, what are they? At, at like... this point, it would be in the New Republic side, uh, so it'd be. Either like kids that the Empire stole, like getting ready for the Inquisitorius. Do we know a time frame? Yeah, New Republic. So after Return of the Jedi. After Return of the Jedi. Hmm. Yeah. Um, that's all they've said on the timeline. They haven't said if it's the same timeline as Mandalorian or if it's further, like closer to the sequels. There's n- no information beyond. New Republic. Yeah, I was going to say, if it was after episode three, you know, after Order 66, then maybe it was like a group of uh, escapees who, yeah, you know, they all, had their, you know they all have their varying opinions about what's going on and kind of have like this Lord of the Flies type of <laughs> storyline, oh. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that type of stuff. We'll see. Anyways, the droids in the foreground look like the, you know, the little like ball droid that comes out of Jabba's wall and mm-hmm. yeah, the like eye. just yeah, just starts talking to like C three PO. It looks exactly that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I wonder if they're going to Tatooine and the, like the screenshot looks like there might be some dunes in the background. So actually, what if they're going to go visit Boba Fett in his new castle? What if they are the children versions of the Vespa crew? Oh no. <laughs> I don't like that thought, but that just popped in my head right now. Uh, yeah. Um, like I said, they only released the one screenshot or the image from the show. Um, they're still filming, um, and they'll be filming probably for several more months. Um, however, John Favreau did um, talk about how this came about. He and the director for the show were working on Spider-Man together, and they kept on talking about um, this idea about the skeleton crew and then uh after spider-man ended john favreau was like okay let's do this and the director was like really and he's like yeah let's do it so they Mm -hmm. did it or are doing it i guess anyway so that seems fun um getting some marvel people and our other marvel people involved Um, (laughs) sounds like a john favreau thing too well yeah um so i mean jude uh, law's got acting chops so you know it's gonna be solid so oh yeah i'm cool yeah, they had a little spot for Mandalorian Season 3. They had all of the um, main actors come up. So um, they had the the lady who plays Peli, um, the guy, or they had Moff Gideon, yeah. um, Mando, and... I, 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 the whole, like, trailer thing, too, with the mentioning from, like, the Comic-Con leak footage that you described, I, I, I made the correlation in my head when I saw... 
the salacious crumbs in the trees. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is that trailer. <laughs> like, yes, yeah. Yes. Well, this is my new wallpaper. Yes. Yeah. So, um, the, the trailer that they showed at Disney celebration, very similar. They changed some of the, um, the lining of which shots are where, and it's a little bit extended compared to the one that they showed at Disney celebration or star Wars celebration. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, was it Star Wars had... Celebration? Oh, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was. Yeah, it was. It wasn't Comic Con because they weren't at Comic Con. Yeah, uh, because they did Star Wars Celebration. They're too, they're too um, good for Comic Con. That's right. I know, yeah. right? Uh, yeah, they like to have the little exclusive aspect. I mean, they have enough content though to where they can literally have their own show like this, you know. But yeah, I get kind of salty because I do want to see some of the stuff at, at Comic Con and, and other shows and stuff. But whatever. Yeah. Anyways, they. I mean, it was really, really nice to see what the i mean we saw the trailer from d23 that was leaked that was like super granulated cell phone of a cell phone recording you know um really shaky you'd miss some things but i mean this was just crystal clear it was beautiful good music solid solid sound mm -hmm. it was just it was very impactful yep when there was the one shot where it was over mandalore and you saw the destroyed city just Mm -hmm. right there that was super like, clean shot. Oh, yeah, coming out of the clouds and you're looking down. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have some action shots of multiple Mandalorians that we haven't seen before that are like in mm-hmm. the drop ship and yeah, the drop doing ship. their stuff. That looks that looked good too. Oh, so mm-hmm. good. That this is probably like the. I mean, I'm a Star Wars fan, so I mean, mm-hmm. the, this was the highlight for the whole weekend for me. I'm thinking for everybody, you know, like yeah, Mandalorian. Probably. I mean, that Mandalorian is is. <laughs> <laughs> they they gotta they gotta work to lose fans on that one right now you know like, yeah that's a it's we we're talking about it there's a long break between the, the the two seasons right yeah god we're gonna be almost two years year and yeah. a half almost two uh two and a half almost actually because yeah. um we last year we had uh book of boba fett and it's not releasing in october when it would have the other shot i want to talk about it's at almost at the end of the trailer where Mando's flying out with uh, Grogu, and there's like all these fireworks coming off, and it looks like it's Tatooine. Like they're just shooting off fireworks. It, mm. It's very stunning shot. Maybe a flashback to the celebration of the fall of the Empire. No, it, it there's Mando in his Naboo ship. Hmm. Starfighter. Interesting. So, it, and it it could be a different world, um, other than Tatooine, but it from the the light glimmers that the fireworks give it looks like tattooing yeah it wouldn't surprise me you can't you can't have a, a single star wars property without tattooing popping up well if i mean right now we have Pelly as like the the anchor in tat or and i guess boba fett too crap so like there's two people <laughs> yes the anchor tattooing. is star wars <laughs> the anchor to tattooing is star Jeez. wars as a whole there's no way yeah. around it. We're gonna we're gonna go back to the old republic and somehow find a way to get back to tattooing. I guarantee it. Yep. Maybe, <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah. you know what? If we go back to the old republic, maybe we'll see tattooing as a uh, ocean planet. Yeah. What if it it's like up. an ocean planet and it's all like gorgeous and like Atlantic, you know, or Atlantis, I should say, you know, like that yeah, type that'd of. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. And then it's just this scummy, disgusting, <laughs> dirt planet later. That'd yeah. be pretty funny. I don't think that's going to happen in a thousand or two thousand years, though. It'll take a little bit longer than that, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, 
the last Lucasfilm property that they showed was Indiana Jones 5. However, they hinted but did not confirm that it's just going to be called Indiana Jones. Um, they did confirm that Harrison Ford's, uh, or this would be the last inclusion of Harrison Ford. Um, so that is, I mean, he spoke and uh, got, I don't know if he got emotional or just yeah. choked up or what have you. It's With Harrison Ford, it's so hard to tell because he's um, a little grizzly. Uh, no, it was, he had a, he was having a hard time talking. I mean, he's like, old. No, it was, it was emotion or like nervousness. It was like that type of, of, of public speaking, you know, where you're trying to say something and you're having a hard time, like keeping your voice in the same like range and you got that little rattle, you know, it was, it was like that. But at the same yeah. time, he played it off in certain cases where it did, uh, did a hundred percent seem like it was just emotion. Like he knew that this, it was over and that this was, this was the last one. And like you had mentioned that this is like the only role that he like truly like loves. Yeah. Um, you know, and he adores and, and doesn't want to see anybody else in it, which I mean, doesn't really make sense with the last one, which I didn't think it was that terrible of a movie. It was pretty bad, but you know, it's watchable. It's whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, but, yeah. Now, um, I, I I know when he uh, agreed to do episode seven for Star Wars, that one of the contingencies is that he got to do Indiana Jones, or the next Indiana Jones. What I don't know is if he made some um, stipulation that no one else can play the role until he dies, or yeah. who knows. I mean, we talked about that comment that he said, remember? Um, it was in one of our roundups where he said, like, don't you get it? Like, I am Indiana Jones. Like, yeah. when I die, the character dies with me type thing. Um, which is totally fine, man. Like, we don't need everything to carry over 80 years. And, like, and we don't <laughs> you know? need remakes yeah, of every single thing. You remember in the 90s where, where remakes were explicitly for movies that sucked? <laughs> yeah. Do you remember that? Like yeah. that's how that's how remakes used to be handled. For all for all the people out there that don't remember or or you know are too young to remember, remakes of movies were reserved for movies that were terrible. You know, like movies that that needed to be remade and redone better. Yeah. Um, not taking something that people love and adore and then milking it for money. You know, like that's what it's become now, and it's. I it, it it's not I don't even consider it the same way of like uh, taking Lion King the cartoon and then making a live action film of it like that's not the same. Yeah. You know, I'm talking about like you know, taking taking something like Ghostbusters and then remaking it cuz 2016 was a remake. I don't care how they describe it, it was a remake. Um when you have the characters making cameos and they're not their characters, like it's a remake. So Yep. Um you know, this whole concept of taking something that's actually good and then remaking it because somebody else has a different idea, you know, like I'm just I'm not a fan of that business. So, uh, but, and it would be a different thing if it was an expansion of the original property, but not a direct copy. Yeah. That's yeah. where I'm at. Yeah, I'm there too. Yeah. So they transitioned into Marvel really quickly. Um, after they got done talking about Indiana Jones, um, there was no mention of any of the uh, purported movies that are in development from Lucasfilm. We understand, or are led to understand, that there's at least five movies in development at, for Star Wars properties right now, and none of them were mentioned. Mm -hmm. um, so mm -hmm. that was kind of sad to not hear anything 
Um, mm-hmm. And it sounds like um, there's been a couple articles. I don't know if you saw over the last week where um, Kathleen Kennedy might be having some reservations about greenlighting some some of these actual projects that have been, you know, touted for months or years at this point that she's just not willing to give the green light on. They immediately started talking about Wakanda forever. Um, they showed an exclusive trailer, um, which um, had uh, some a lot of new footage. Um, there was a couple shots that were described, but sounds like uh, most people are playing pretty close to the chess on that one. Um, release for uh, November 22nd, as I mean, that hasn't changed. Then they uh, talked about Ironheart next. An exclusive teaser was shown um, featuring Riri and uh, Parker Robbins, aka The Hood. They basically boiled it down to it's like a dark arts versus technology, and like that's the unique part of Ironheart. There's um, been leaked pictures of the suit, like on toys and stuff like that. Uh, more of that stuff has come out. Yeah. I mean, it's whatever. We we talked about this when it came to the Marvel stuff. It's like you know this should be Iron Lad and yeah, having Ironheart come out of nowhere is like all right. Well, <laughs> it's a bait and switch to be honest. Yeah. Um. They talked about Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania next. They showed a full trailer there. Um, again, um, exclusive to D23. Um, there's shots of Kang and shots of, um, you know, obviously Ant-Man and Wasp and some of the other characters that are in the movie. I can't I find a single picture or clip or anything of Kang. Yeah, they are liter- they are playing so close to the chest on that one and. I don't know how they were controlling phones there, but I saw like zero leaked information this or when I was like going through Twitter. There, I don't. Either it's going to come out in the next few days, or yeah. um, they Disney got really good about like blocking pictures on their phones. I or mean, something. you got pictures of like the Thunderbolts popping up that look all ass, and you got pictures of like other trailers and stuff that are showing like you know stills. And it's like I just wanted a picture of what Kang looked like. Yeah. Like, is he King the Conqueror? You know what I mean? Like, I know there was a line in there where he's like, did I kill you already? Um, yeah. Like, you all, you all kind of, like, you all become one or something like, something like that. Like, basically, basically making reference, like, I've dealt with you people so many times that, you know, it's like, you don't even know me, but I've, I've killed you thousands of times, that type of thing. So, yeah. it would be sick. I mean, the whole premise of that movie is going to be dope, but. Yeah. I like, I like a little, bit, like, a, give me a screenshot, man. Yeah. Uh, anyways, Kevin Feige said that Ant-Man 3 will, begins a direct line into the King Dynasty. So that will be our uh, speed train, if you will, to the King Dynasty, which I'm all about. I think that's going to be a great arc yeah. for the Marvel Universe. Um, next up, and I think we're both excited about this one, uh, Werewolf by Night. Mm-hmm. Um, this was a complete surprise. It's been speculated for... Uh, better part of a year, but no official confirmation from anyone. And they dropped a full trailer for everyone. Um, and it's coming out October 7th. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched that in, in the hotel room, actually, at Disney World. But um, to describe this movie to people that don't know what it is, it looks like a um, it's embracing your B-rate film um, your 80s, 70s, um, you know, 
stalker slasher type of monster film. It's in black and white. I'm not sure if the trailer's in black and white. I think the entire film is, um, which it really should the, be because it looked the good. The trailer's in black and white. And um, to expand on that, the, the director actually talked about um, how they were trying to portray a 30s and 40s feel of horror movies from that period. Eh, I wouldn't go that far back. You know, but that that was the direct quote. Yeah, uh, I'm just it, it definitely gave off a feel like um like an Ed Wood type of, of film, which you know isn't that far back, but it is it is far back there. You know, you know, um, I think overall though, this is probably the one thing that I was like stoked for the most once I saw it because it's, it's so goofy. It's intentionally shot like a B film, so I mean, you know, it might be a little self aware, kind of like the first couple episodes of of WandaVision, but. Um, the way they shot the trailer, I don't know. Like, I mean, I think it would play better in black and white, especially when you see him like cutting people open and like flinging body parts around. Like, yeah, you, I mean, you see that in the trailer very it, briefly, but you don't see blood, and that's how the rating systems work, right? So it's like, um, The Shining, for example, was like a huge issue. Like, trying to get that the elevator scene with the blood and stuff was like a huge issue. However, uh, you got things like Kill Bill, where the the movie intentionally goes black and white so that they could have excessive gore and get it past ratings because it can't be red. You know, uh, it's why the monsters can be ripped to shreds in in uh, Infinity War uh, because their blood is purple or blue or what have you. You know, uh, the same thing with what's her face getting thrown up by by Wanda into like the, the the meat grinder essentially and her guts and blood being splattered everywhere but it's blue so it doesn't matter you know so that was my thing with the, the trailer I was like damn that's pretty gory but I get it it's black and white so they can get away with it so yeah. if it's not going to be black and white then it's like oh okay so let's see what's going on here you know so yeah uh, I'm, I'm here for it that that movie looks dope just because it's so like weird and that's kind of what I want, you know. If they're gonna go weird, I'd rather they not go Love and Thunder, which I saw, um, and I'd rather they go this way, kind of like yep. the first couple episodes, like I mentioned, of WandaVision was very weird, but people love it because it's it's creative, it's unique. Yep, and um, they're calling this a Marvel Studio special presentation. So yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's gonna be a full movie or if it's gonna be like a you know a, a sixty minute little. I don't, I don't short even film. I think it probably will know. be like a 60 minute short film, but I also think that that's not necessarily anything other than them hearkening back to that television vibe that you would yeah. get, right? You like like Friday night movie premiere and they had like that screen that would always show and <laughs> stuff like that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um I think that's just them hard. And that was a super dope intro too. Like I I truly love all the Marvel intros for the most part. Uh, that one just had a nice catchy tune. It did kind of feel that way, you know. It felt like what they were going for, and at the same time, it looked modern, you know. So yeah, uh, I dug it. Yeah, that's that's my number one for for the entire show, really. This is probably my two or three. I I really like it. I, this is not my typical jam, but it just has it such a different feel, and yeah, I'm intrigued. Goofy. <laughs> yeah, It'd be um, fun. Yep. the The director on stage. Let's see where was it. Described it as a darker and or described it as darker and scary, but fun. So there you have it. Yeah. Um, again, the trailer was released, so we'll have that in the the description. Um, next up was Secret Invasion. I I was actually surprised that they released uh, a trailer for this. Mm -hmm. So they they brought out Don Cheadle um, 
and they said, oh, he's going to talk about two shows. And I was like, okay, we're talking about Armor Wars and like Captain America or, you know, Ironheart or whatever. And it was Secret Invasion. And he showed, they showed the trailer. It's going to be coming out in 2023. And it'll be six episodes, just like all the other Marvel series to mm -hmm. date. And this is not to be confused with Secret Wars, which is also coming. Correct. This is Secret Invasion. Mm -hmm. Sorry about that. Secret. No, no, no. You didn't say it wrong. I'm just saying, like, for anybody oh, okay, listening yeah. out there, the Secret Invasion and Secret Wars are two different things. And I think Secret Wars is slated for Phase 6, right? Isn't that what comes before um, yes. King? That's like the one of the last two. So this is going to be an overarching uh, story plot. And it's a very important story plot in Marvel history, you know? So, um, uh, Secret Wars is going to be after the King Dynasty. Oh, I thought it was the other way around. Yeah, so we have Avengers, the King Dynasty, coming out May 2nd of 2025. Then Avengers Secret Wars, November 7th, 2025. Hmm. Damn, I don't know how that... Those are two juicy, like, plots. Like, I don't know. I'm going to have to see how they, they meld those together. But, uh, yeah. But yeah, the, there's a difference between those. And this one's going to be very... Uh, you had Amelia Clark in there, right? Yeah. Yeah, she makes her appearance for the first time. Another Game of Thrones uh, actor being... And Star Wars. And Star Wars being introduced into the MCU, you had they had several new people on that show. Anyway, so the, I I really liked the trailer. Um, had some definite scroll action, which I'm all about. Uh, it's a good it's a good story plot, but I mean, you don't want to skimp over the fact that this is this is Sam Jackson's movie. You know what I mean? This is finally well, his. This film. is his um, series. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Like this is this is his focus, though. You know what I mean? Like yep. this is this is his story for a change which is nice you know um yeah been around for the entire time so it, it's nice to see him kind of be in a in a main seat you know what i mean he's he's had definitely some main roles um but you know this one's definitely gonna be focusing on him because he had that yep. direct experience up in space and stuff like that so yep anyways that's coming out next year they didn't say um what when next year it is it said 2023 so sometime next year we'll get secret invasion then yeah. Don Cheadle immediately talked about Armor Wars um, in Comic-Con. It was like mysteriously missing from all of the information that they put out. Um, and there was articles that, that came out saying, oh, it's still going on, trust us type of thing. But uh, from the horse's mouth, Don Cheadle himself, they're starting to shoot next year. It'll be six episode series. They had no graphics other than the logo Just for the logo, it yeah I'm, I'm truly hoping that there's some meat on this bone because as a character like i just don't even care about war machine and, yeah. and roadie you know what i mean like i get it and it was i mean i was like front row and center for for iron man 2 you know to to see war machine i remember the trailer the first time you saw them it cut to them like back to back shooting it was super dope um, but really, I mean, he's second fiddle to, to Iron Man, you know, and we ran that, that gambit <laughs> we're done. Yep. So it's like, this kind of seems like they're keeping him around because they want like an Iron Man type character. Um, and once they get Ironheart established, they're just going to be like, oh, okay, you can go. So yep. I give, um, give Iron, I mean, that we already talked about it last week. I think it was, you got Punisher, you know, you can get Punisher War Machine going and that would be super sick. Yeah. We'll see what they do again, but they said that they're shooting um that series next year so we're probably looking at a 2024 release on that next up they talked about loki season two and they confirmed that um they 
had a very short teaser where it's picking up directly where season one leaves off, where Loki's just chilling in the TVA and everything's turned to King. Then Mobius and B-15 show up, and B-15 is the very serious um, lady hunter um, that was in the TVA, but they don't know who Hmm. our Loki is at this point. Very interesting. Um, The other interesting tidbit that they uh, shared is Kigai Kwan uh, joins the cast. He was in um, Indiana Jones, Temple of Doom as the, the kid, you know? Yes. Mm-hmm. So he'll be coming to that. I th- I don't know how they'll um, interweave him, but um, Kevin Feige said that this will really interweave where we're at and everything else um, with the King storyline. Yeah. I mean, so, it seems like it's the main premise of that show, the, the yep. reason for its existence. You know what I mean? Yep. Then very, very briefly, they had the Fantastic Four logo up. Um, Kevin Feige confirmed Matt Shackman as the director and then then literally said I have nothing else to say right now what an ass so yeah uh, we talked about uh, Matt Shackman last week and it's the individual that directed multiple episodes of uh, Game of Thrones House uh, like literally almost everything you could possibly think of on television Uh, we had speculated that if they did take um um, who was it from the office? John Krasinski. Krasinski. Yeah, but what was his character? Um, Jim. <laughs> if we took Jim and we had him in Fantastic Four and then we had somebody who had done, you know, sitcom writing and kind of has an understanding of that, that headspace to get some funny stuff out of it, uh, it would be interesting. So, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, this might actually be a, a good thing if Krasinski does get swept up for it. Yeah. Um, I know that they had, there was rumors that, all the rumors... Uh, but the uh, actress from Free Guy, I forget her name, uh, she was rumored to be uh, potentially um, Sue Storm, uh, which, I mean, she looks the part for some of the more recent comic books, like almost identical. Um, she's a, a good actress. You know what I mean? Um, so, I mean, you know, she did a pretty, pretty fun job in, in Free Guy. I'm not sure if you saw that movie, but... Um, I did. Yeah, it was it was whatever, you know. It, it, it definitely whatever. The concept was like... It seems like it was a good idea at one point and then kind of got taken somewhere where it, sh- it probably shouldn't have gone. You know what I mean? Like yep. story-wise. But, uh, you know, there's some, some stuff floating around in terms of, of that. But, uh, you know, all in all, uh, pretty upset that there was no Fantastic Four information. Yep. I'm like livid, internally livid. I, I thought they were going to confirm casting, um, and they didn't. The so least, I was, you know? I was, I was surprised by that. Yeah, I mean, um, you have you have also rumors of of Seth uh, Rogen as as the thing, right? Yeah, I've heard you that. Know? There's other uh, speculations too. Um, you know, what about uh, Brandon Fraser? That'd be super cool. You know, yeah. we we're not going to talk. We don't have a roundup this week. I wanted to talk about that, but it was always it's nice to see him get the recognition. I don't know if you saw that, but I did. Six but minutes for the whale, right? Yeah, six minutes yep. standing ovation, and he had people waiting to take pictures when he came back home for the first time in decades or whatever. And yeah, well then, um, it's nice to see. I mean, Dwayne Johnson like posted a video. I mean, Dwayne Johnson is very hit and miss for me. Like, there's some mm-hmm. things that are really great from him, and some things are like. Hey, I could have done without that. Mm-hmm. However, he paid a really nice tribute uh, through a video that he posted this week about um, 
him and just saying how he helped start off like kickstart his career and how great literally he was i think it was his yeah. first film wasn't it the scorpion i think King. so yeah and it was horrible if, if not it was his <laughs> second one but still that got um the rock in in people's minds yeah because he had no he had no dialogue in that movie i remember that distinctly and he, yep. a lot of it was cgi him as like a big scorpion or whatever yeah um but it was i think his his introduction into to movies and yeah because of that he did go uh, yep. on to be you know who he is but Which brandon is, frazier big teddy what, like bear two or three movies in a year now oh yeah easily and now it seems like he's running dc i guess <laughs> <laughs> took the we'll see. <laughs> um so after okay so we talked about i mean that was fantastic four everything about fantastic four was yeah, very we can much fire nothing. through these last ones here pretty quickly because they seem pretty lackluster. Um, yeah <laughs> um they talked about echo um and that's the the girl named maya from mm-hmm. hawkeye um, i did appreciate their 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 welcome when she came into the room they they yep. all did the applause hands because yep. you know Oh, she deaf. is deaf. Yeah. Um, and they did have someone translating uh, in sign language when she was on stage. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of cool to see. Um, but they did reveal that Kingpin was going to be in the show. They had mm-hmm. a first look um, or an ex- you know, exclusive first look. And uh, from the description, Kingpin had some bandages An all over the place. And uh, Yep. Yeah. So... That will be interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's assuming that he got shot in the face at the end of, uh, what was it? Hawkeye? Hawkeye. Yeah. And he actually did get shot in the face instead of like grabbing the gun out of her hand or whatever. But yeah, we'll, we'll see. They're making yeah. him progressively bigger and bigger too, which is like yeah. nice. He's looking more and more like the character. Yep. Yeah. Um, but the series has wrapped filming and they're in post now. Um, so that will be coming. They didn't say when it'll be coming, but um assume late next year mm-hmm. um then they talked about daredevil for just a minute um they said they're um going to be getting filming um probably at the beginning of next year they showed a very short clip from um she hulk featuring daredevil um they really kind of brushed by that mm-hmm. Next up was uh, Captain America, New World Order. Um, some juicy bits. Tim Blake Nelson is returning from Incredible Hulk as the leader. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm People who don't know, that. it's the the scientist, Mr. Uh, Mr. Blue, yeah. who he goes and sees. And uh, at the end of the, the scuffle with Abomination, the blood or something i think it's the blood drops onto his forehead which makes his head kind of pulse well in in the comics he's a green character um and his forehead is kind of embiggened you know it's it's gigantic and yeah well in the movie he like got some scratches or bumped his head Mm -hmm. uh right before that so like the blood actually like mixed in everything it's the same exact way as she hulk you know yeah which is weird because now you have two conflicting reactions to the same exact thing yeah um <laughs> interesting didn't yeah. know that until just this very second but okay yeah the other part that was interesting is carl lumbly is returning as isaiah bradley from uh, falcon and the winter soldier i think that's a really good callback to bring him in they didn't really say much else they didn't they had they showed the logo for the movie which was the new uh, logo so that was cool nothing else um the last bit of big information is they had casting news for Thunderbolts. Julia uh, Louise Dreyfus um, 
I mean, she's going to be in his Val. We already saw her in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. David Harbour is returning as Red Guardian from um, the Black Widow movie. Mm-hmm. And same as um, Florence Pugh as Yelena. Um, Who wasn't at the show. She phoned it in. Um, yep, she phoned it in. And she's presumed the leader of this crew. Yes, I have thoughts about that <laughs> for another time. Um, but Wyatt Russell's coming back as Walker slash U.S. agent. Um, Hannah John Kamen is coming as as the ghost, and uh, Sebastian Stan as Bucky. Um, they did not have any casting, but they did confirm uh, that Taskmaster will also be a part of the cast. It's the same. It's the same shit. It's confirmed. I watched. It the, I watched it. Yeah, and she. Everybody's returning. It's all returning cast. The ta- they didn't have anybody listed for Taskmaster, and they didn't have the a physical person for Taskmaster there. Oh, I heard. I heard physically. I heard, like on the intros when they were introducing people on stage, they said, uh, "Returning as Taskmaster." Okay. So it is confirmed. Everybody's confirmed. Okay. I, I, that's trust me. I'm the last person that wants that confirmed. In the absolute worst version of that character, <laughs> yes, unfortunately. Yep. Then, um, lastly, they had a Marvel's trailer. So Zawe Ashton character. The here's the juicy tidbit was shown wielding an accuser's hammer. So um, the Kree guy that uh, was all mad in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy that had the big hammer that put the um, Infinity Stone in. Mm-hmm. That's the accuser's hammer, or an accuser's hammer, so that will be interesting to see if she's Kree or not. Um, mm. Then uh, they also confirm that Goose is going to return. I mean, the best little kitty. I mean, Flurkin, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, I love the Flurkin. Do you know how that works? Which? Do you know how, how that, that character works? No. So basically it is a portal dimension inside of it. So when no. it eats things, it actually is like a, a, a galactic portal system and it's like horrific or some shit. <laughs> it's like, it's like this whole weird concept. It's not just like, it, it's a monster that eats. It's like, it ha- it contains like some like galactic, uh, like, like essence. It's insane. Like it's Yikes. read up on that, on that, on that. Animal. <laughs> it's insane. And that's why rocket was like, bro, like, are you serious? in the comics was like, you should get rid of that thing. Like right now. <laughs> but yeah. Anyways, I like goose. I like farkin. No, yeah. Stuff. Cause a cute kitty and it doesn't do yep. anything except for that one scene where it's like horrific and shit. But yep. Then, uh, that was it for the Marvel panel. It was, I was surprised that they didn't have any confirmations or anything else regarding any of the blank spots they have in the, the movie lineup for the next couple of years. Cause yeah. what there's eight, Eight blank spots and there's like eight eight shit. properties re, uh, removed from the timeline of Phase Six shown at uh, Comic Con. Yeah, and um, basically this entire time, and the reason to stay calm and not get you know worked up was that the eight properties that were missing from that timeline were being saved for D twenty three, presumed to be uh, you know um, Scarlet Witch property. A Fantastic Four property, potential for some type of X-Men introduction, uh, you know, something. Maybe a Silver Surfer mention, you know, anything. Anything juicy. But really all this ended up being was a rehash and a further delve into what was announced at Comic-Con. 
Yeah. Uh, so yeah, there was a lot to talk about, but really, when you boil it down to it, it was very little that was actually like shown, like yep. announced and premiered. It was very minimal. The rest was like, yeah, so it's this director, or yeah, here's the here is the cast. It is who you thought it was. Like, oh, you know, yeah, yep. confirmed. This movie is coming out on this day. It wasn't like. Like now you've all been waiting for it. You know, here's the professor X movie and like it being about his like growing, you know, here's the Magneto movie. Like it wasn't that it was, there was no juicy, like, Oh, like fantastic four is coming and here's our actors. Like it was, it was kind of lackluster. Like we got some juicy stuff we talked about in here, but really if it wasn't star Wars, it wasn't happening really. So yeah. Anyways, the, so anyways, it was just the Marvel section was particularly disappointing because there was, I mean, it was we had two trailers and that we actually get to see if you weren't there. But there's, I mean, what three other full trailers that mm-hmm. were exclusive to D twenty three? Who knows? They might be coming in a month or two. Or, I mean, we're probably gonna get one of them when we'll get them. Um, they'll leak. Yeah, they'll they'll come eventually. Something something happened. They must have, like kill cell service and like shut off Wi Fi in that in that room because yeah. like typically like you at least get some stuff squeaking out. But I don't know. Yep. Then lastly, 20th Century Fox took to the floor, and the only property they showed was Avatar: The Way of the Water. And Yay. Um, they had the cast come out. James Cameron phoned in from um, <laughs> New Zealand. Yeah. And then they showed several scenes in 3D. They like handed out um, 3D glasses to everyone that was there, and they watched it. The everyone said that it was immersive and beautiful, and said nothing about the plot that they saw. Yeah, I mean, uh, literally, he's he's still handing out 3D glasses. <laughs> that's yeah. really what it comes down to. You know, like you got to make the sales, and that's well, what okay, sells so, Avatar is 3D, IMAX 3D. Yep, yeah, and I, I mean. I have thoughts on 3D stuff. I mean, I I'm in technology. Like I I last year I literally saw a laptop where you didn't need glasses and it had the full 3D effect and it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Wait till we can get that in an IMAX theater, then do all the 3D crap you want. Yeah. Until then, chill James Cameron. And then they can do like a like bring back the Cinedome at Arclight. I don't know if you know what the Cinedome is, but it's that it's a little dome in the middle of Hollywood and it's spiky and white. And inside it was a curved monitor, like a curved screen. It was like their number one theater. They had other regular theaters, but if you got the dome viewing, then you got to sit in this round room uh, that was like, it was perfected for audio and the video. And it's like kind of like an IMAX before IMAX. And, okay. and, you know, with that type of stuff and then having some type of 3D, oh my God, that'd be so crazy. <laughs> That would be yeah. so crazy. But like an IMAX 3D is like, gives you a headache, dude. You got to look down to see the bottom of the screen and like look up to see the top. You know what I mean? Like it's so yeah. massive. And watching that in 3D, it was just like, I wasn't watching something popping out. It was like I was standing in the middle of what was popping out because it was so gigantic. So that yeah. was my issue with Avatar. It gave me a headache. Well, well, even with, I mean, I had a 3D TV for a while. Uh, it was like a passive TV where you still had glasses, but it was just polarized for the different mm-hmm. lenses. Yeah. Even with that, you got a little bit of a headache and you didn't have to move your head at all. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it's a gimmick. Um, they'll improve the technology over time. I mean, they already are like the, that, that laptop I talked about. Yeah. Um, overall, my initial thoughts, good things. I really liked Mandalorian season three trailer. I liked, um, 
Werewolf by was it Werewolf by Night, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. Um, then I really like the Secret Invasion trailer. They all look great. I'm excited for those things. Um, my bad thoughts. Not a whole bunch of new information on Star Wars or Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, just a lot of information we already knew. And I mean, they reused the trailers from Comic Con or Star Wars Celebration, anyways. From what at least what it sounds like. Um, but then there was just so many exclusive trailers. Yeah. Um, across the board, so like we, who knows what else they? I mean, they you have to have a draw. You know, yeah. being being there when they announce stuff is nice, but also getting stuff that nobody else can get is even nicer. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, I I I like to get bitter at that type of stuff, but I've also been in those rooms before, and yeah. I truly cherished being able to have information and and that type of thing that other people didn't. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. part of it. It's why you go. You know? So yeah, but I get my, it. My biggest sad and bad thing is no information on the Star Wars movies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, hey, I'm all right though. I think I think a lot of people were kind of all right when it came to to just chilling out a little bit, um, let them spin their wheels a little bit with the with the Disney Plus stuff, and maybe just come to their senses and be like, you know what, let's just do a different trilogy, like somewhere completely different in like a different time and stuff like that. So. Yeah. I'm, I'm- at this point, I don't even care if they do a trilogy, if they do a solo film or a, uh, a duo of films or whatever you want to call Like, whatever. I just want... I want to know. Yeah. I want more content. Expanded content, not rehashed content. Mm-hmm. Wars of the Stars, episode one. <laughs> it's a complete reboot. <laughs> a, different, uh. a different side universe. Uh, Ryan Johnson helmed with Zack Snyder penning the, the script. If, if that happens, <laughs> I will be... Uh, <laughs> It'd be distraught. You're like, all right, well, I'm yeah. done. So yeah, that is. Uh, you got any more disappointments for it? No, I mean, I, I don't have a lot of other thoughts, uh, feelings. I'm just disappointed in the lack of announcements in general. Yeah. Um, there was potential and rumors for so much more um, that just didn't happen. So yeah. Yeah. Well, we're sitting at about, I don't know, an hour and a half or so so far in the show, and I'll probably cut it down quite a bit. So we'll just fire through uh, the rest here. And I got my highlights and disappointments. Uh, my highlights are Amelia Clark joining Secret Invasion. I like that. I like to see her involved in, in some uh, in some Marvel stuff, so that's always good. Uh, Gal Gadot uh, as the choice for the Evil Queen, uh, Grimhilda, is, is yep. pretty tight. I like that. Um, Tim Blake Nelson returning as the leader is, is, is like a win. Um Buster Scruggs is like one of my favorite movies the last like 10 years. So, uh, you know, seeing him get work, he just seems like a, like a, just a basic dude. So seeing him get like big time work is nice. And I know he was super appreciative of being brought in with it. he's like, it's like a huge honor. You know what I mean? So yep. uh, he's all about it. Um, werewolf by night looks great. I'm going to watch it. That's just, it is what it is. I didn't, I didn't look into it. I know it's a character and it's kind of like one of those offside Marvel characters where it's like, it's almost like a gimmick in terms of it being a comic to begin with, but um, you know, it, it exists out there yeah. and the way they did it and the way they're bringing it, it's like, Oh, perfect. You know what I mean? Like it's just a universal monster type of, of approach. Uh, and I dig it. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis being added to the haunted mansion. Uh, I just, Jamie Lee Curtis is Bay. She's so sassy. I love it. Um, I she's personally, been everything she's been a lot of stuff, you know, and, and, you know, I know, uh, she she could be a little little judgy about this type of stuff, but at the same time she's willing to play ball and 
Um, my personal recommendation was that she play Madam Web because not only does she like look like Madam Web, but Madam Web is older. I think she'd fit the role. She's a badass. She's a great actress. Like it would have been perfect, but uh, they announced a much much younger cast for that. Uh, and that's pretty much it for my highlights. I mean, I I mentioned a couple things that I liked in there, but really what stood out to me was those. My disappointment, <clears throat> Yaddle. Yeah, yeah. How dare they even <laughs> mention Yaddle, let alone probably kill her off, you know what I mean? But, you know, whatever. Just didn't like seeing Yaddle. <laughs> Leave her alone. Um, no Wolverine or Spider-Man 2 info footage or trailers. Absolutely nothing. Um I just beside myself like the the marvel games segment was trash uh it was super trash like yeah uh, midnight suns looks like an awesome game until you see it being played and it's like oh okay (laughs) never mind i know people like that XCOM type gameplay and stuff like that but that's it's like uh, Gotham Knights, you know, kind of giving off a vibe that it really is a different game than it is, uh, which is a little bit closer in that sense. But I don't know. This one, it just doesn't seem right. Uh, I had mentioned a game in a previous episode where it's like the trailer looked really good, but the game was like completely different and was a buzzkill. I think we were talking about yeah. some Survivor game um, in, I think it was last week, Gamescom show. Um, it was Boulder's Gate that I was thinking about. And the trailer for that being super epic. And then when I saw gameplay, I was like, what is this? <laughs> what is this? The side game for the actual game? But no, it's just, that's the game style. Uh, so that's what I got, you know, from that. Um, no Thunderbolt Ross for Red Hulk or, or Red Hulk um, mentioned for the Thunderbolts, which is kind of like the only reason why I would want to watch Thunderbolts would be to see Red Hulk. Um, with the actor that played Thunderbolt Ross dying, what's the recasting potential on that? Uh, I heard Tom Hanks is interested if somebody were to call him. Uh, and I, I think that if you spruced him up, that Tom Hanks could get close to what that actor was vibing on. And then having Tom Hanks be a Hulk would be awesome. It would just be fun. (laughs) It'd be fun to see, you know what I mean? Like he'd have the big bushy mustache, which I think in a most recent film, he has a mustache and looks kind of close. So, you know, there's potential there, but just the, the lack of Thunderbolt Ross and the red Hulk and the Thunderbolts is ridiculous to me. And then putting what's her face at the front of that team is like, okay, dude. So, all right. Student teachers on duty, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's like, all right, whatever. And then you got no Baron Zemo on that too, which which irked me. I was like, okay, so. And that could still happen with Baron Zemo. I think that if we're being honest with ourselves at this point, unless they recast Thunderbolt, Zemo is the logical choice to have as the leader for the Thunderbolts. Yeah, or maybe he's the villain in this film. Who knows? But. Uh. Uh, I want him involved. I think we've already discussed this. I think he's one of the better villains of the MCU. So they need to utilize him at full capacity. Um, Fantastic Four, uh, aside from Matt Shackman being um, helmed as the director of that film, you know, you got nothing from it. And I'm just not happy about that. They need to stop jerking us around with that one. That one's getting to me. It's like you can be vague and, and, you know, uh, just 
not even mention anything about the X-Men, but kind of hint at it, and that's fine. Once you start dropping background hints in movies for Fantastic Four, start making references, you start bringing in characters from alternate universes, and you can't stop showing that symbol like at every opportunity you can get. Like I saw the Fantastic Four logo so much today, I wanted to puke. But like you didn't hear anything from it, except for confirmation of, of, of speculation from last week. Yeah. Uh, so I was definitely irked with that one. The X-Men, that's just a given. Uh, obviously distraught about that. It's just there... No game, no movie, like no, no, no Wolverine update, no nothing, like no, nothing, absolutely nothing. Um, we mentioned the phase six movies missing. They're still missing. And that was the reason why we, we all kind of took a breather and waited to D23 to see how they were going to fill that in. We didn't get a Wanda, uh, uh, a Wanda or, or black or I'm sorry, uh, Scarlet Witch, uh, movie or, or series announcement. Nothing. I know Twitter is going to be livid about that one dude like livid at the very least they should have just been like yeah it's coming <laughs> you know something's coming it's coming though just to appease because there is such a gigantic wanda fan base out there it's insane uh so they goofed on that one and i don't i don't we haven't even felt like the impact of that one yet yeah. um but once once they've realized once d3 d23 is completely over and those fans realize that there is no wanda film announced yet it, they're not going to hear it until there is. Um, and then lastly, lastly, it, I mean, like pure speculation and just rumor mill, but you know, there was some rumors that Henry Cavill was going to pop up. And uh, I just, for the sheer humor of it all, I would have loved him to come out and be like, Hey, I'm going to play this Marvel character, you know? And it was going to be a, a super close to Superman character, but alas, we heard nothing. So uh, we got, we got, we got trolled on that one and so did WB. So, so Henry Cavill is, is definitely top troll material. If you want to <laughs> throw off fan bases, uh, but that's yeah. how that one worked out. Uh, the other aspect of the show was that there was a game segment, which not too much was announced. It was pathetic. So I'll yeah, rattle them a off. 23 minute little pre-recorded deal. And I mean, I just got to say this. The announcer is so cringe. So cringe. Oh my so cringe. Yeah. I mean, I've seen worse, but it was pretty bad. Uh, it's just the the non-live aspect of that you know what i mean it's like if it's yeah. recorded it's like pause for laughter you know what i mean <laughs> pause, well, pause for applause and i mean it, it, they could have had an audience for that yeah they could have they, they could have done so many other things with it and said it just was so cringy he's always had like, some like stupid witty like line to say after every tri- yeah it was like written by like a 55 year old guy in the studio you know what i mean like it wasn't that guy saying that so it was yeah. pretty bad but um, yeah, it was barren. He was rattling off the trailers like fast, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Could have drug it out a little bit, but there was really nothing. So I'm going to rattle him off myself. Um, Midnight Suns gameplay and animated cinematics. Uh, it is what it is. It looks good when, you know, you're watching cinematics and stuff and then you watch, uh, the gameplay and it's like, oh, whatever. It's kind of boring. Uh, it's a, it's a strategy game, top down strategy game. Um, character design, depending on how you like it. I like the, the crisp shininess of it i think the character designs are somewhat unique uh, and and creative but a lot of people are saying that they're they're kind of crap and if it was like the main interpretation of those characters i would agree but it's like a side like world that these characters are from you know this existence uh they look cool i like the design uh, next one was Mirrorverse, which was an absolute trip i'm trying to wrap my brain around this one this is a disney action rpg that comes out this october that features the villains of the Disney universe. 
and when I think ARPG, just recently I played Lost Ark, you know, your somewhat top-down hack-and-slash looter. Uh, and this one being based around the villains, I think I saw Oogie Boogie and Ursula, like, fighting m monsters, and then, like, Hades pops up, and, and that type of thing. It was just very strange. I was like, what is this? Uh, and then matched up with the other game that came out just the other day. I forget. It was like Disneyland or Disney Dream Dream something or whatever, uh, which was like an RPG type game. Uh, the wife is playing that one. She seems to enjoy it. But this one was like random. I was like an ARPG. Like, that's so weird. Yeah. So I'm looking at the, the Mirror versus uh, website right now. It's not just villains. It's like everyone. So like, I'm, I'm seeing Mickey Mouse and I'm seeing um, Zerg. Okay, uh, so yeah, I didn't look into it. I, 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 based on the trailer, which was nothing but villains, uh, and then the mentioning at the end of the trailer of the use of the villains of the Disney World, uh, the universe, uh, I figured that it was going to be just based around those characters only. Yeah. So they're just, they're just, they were just showcasing the fact that you can play as the villains or some type of villain involvement. Uh, next one, uh, Disney Speedstorm. I've already played it. It's whatever. It, it doesn't hit as clean as, as Mario Kart, but it's it's a whatever for a game. Uh, it really won't. Um, but this is the Monster Inc., uh, I guess, expansion that's going to be releasing with the game because it is in beta right now, I believe. Uh, okay. So then you had uh, Avatar Reckoning and Avatar Frontiers of Pandora, which are two new games uh, under that label. Uh, Avatar Reckoning, it doesn't look like a mobile game, but it is. And it's very strange. It, like It looks like an, an Avatar game. Uh, but at the same time, it is like a shooter, almost like a division type of gameplay. Um, when I look at it, it almost looks like Call of Duty got mixed up with Division and yeah, Avatar. It's like, it's this weird mashup of games. Uh, and to see a Navi with a rifle running around shooting is like crazy. So I was like... I mean, I don't, I don't remember the original fight scene in that. I'm sure they did probably utilize some guns to fight. Um, but he's wearing, like, pants and a shirt and shit. And he's running around with a gun. And he's shooting. It's like, what is this? Uh, I mean, if it's free, it's fine. But if you have to pay for that, like, whatever, dude. Um, the Frontiers of Pandora. Transactions. Oh, yeah. Gotta love it. I mean, that's why you make mobile games, you know? Um, Avatar Frontiers of Pandora is looks like a console game. Uh, nothing shown about it. Just a cinematic. Uh, and that's pretty much it. So... Uh, just more hype mill for, for Avatar. Um, next one you were super excited for, but it was just a brief teaser. It was Tron Identity. Yeah, it, it literally had the the name of the developer and the logo for the thing, and that yeah. was pretty much and it. And just some, some symbolic camera movement that is indicative of the Tron universe. Yeah. I, I played the crap out of the, the Tron game that came out on Xbox 360, and I mm. really enjoyed it. We had, like, um, like playing the games that you see in the um, the last Tron movie. Yeah. So that was really fun. I think um, I remember playing I, that as well. I hope they do something similar for that. I like people. games that are based around the light bikes. Um, yeah. And I think I remember playing that game and you are like racing on the right light bikes and you got to like go down and like jump up and like try to cut them off and stuff. like. I forget, but um, it's a gen, it's a generally decent concept and, you know, if they want to make another game about it, then so be it. Yeah. Uh, next one, Captain America and Black Panther in World War II. Uh, I didn't get a title for this game. Yeah, it's untitled right now. Yeah. Uh, it looked like you had one random character that's associated with um, Wakanda, and then you have, like, one random character that's associated with the U.S. military. 
And then you have Black Panther and you have uh, Captain America. And it's labeled as a four-player game, right? So I don't know how I don't know how that's gonna work. It's like they couldn't bring in other characters to like beef up that four player squad. So they just made the other two characters like just random characters that <laughs> that that are like themed to the main characters. I don't know. Um I mean I'm all for it though. It will not be T'Challa, it will be his grandfather. I forget the name actually, I saw it earlier, but uh that's a given. It's it's not going to be the the black panther that you know and love it's going to be an older one that that would have been around during world war ii because duh um yep. got marvel world of heroes it's a marvel niantic game uh i'm here for it pokemon go i got marvel. like five years out of pokemon go and i'm over I, i'm it. still playing i mean i'm just over it dude like just, I play like 10 minutes a day, 15 minutes a day now. Yeah, I mean i check in on it once in a while but i've just kind of lost all my muster and i was pretty gun-ho about it and um it's not because they made anything. It's just after like four or five years of doing it, it's like, all right, I'm done. Uh, and that was it. So, you know, the concept of it, I can see it. It's like, maybe you're out there, you know, you gotta, you gotta build a deck, right. And you get some like starter cards. And then when you go and fight, uh, a boss like Ultron or something at a, at a stop, right. Uh, an Avenger stop or something. Um, once you beat Ultron, maybe like, you know, other characters come in and help with that fight. And then once you beat Ultron, you get the opportunity to have them join your team and you get their, their card and stuff like that. You know what I mean? And then when you're, when you're battling per se, maybe you can call in kind of like Marvel vs. Capcom, you call in your heroes to help you like, you know, uh, detain this, whatever the threat is. Uh, and maybe, maybe you're, you're running to random heroes out there and you fight them, you spar with them to prove yourself. And it's based on kind of the same typical Niantic methods. If you beat them, then maybe they, they, they join their team or maybe you got to beat them three or four times or what have you, you know, uh, there's, there's concept potential there. So I could see it. Uh, I also tried to play the whole wizarding world one and it was so bad. It was just not fun at all. Uh, I tried really hard, but I just, I was like, Niantic cannot work outside of Pokemon, but this might actually be it. So I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, the one thing I, I just noticed from your list that uh, it's missing is there is the Marvel Snap game, which is like a Hearthstone style mobile game that's going to be coming out. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I, the reason, the reason that's actually missing from my, from my list is because instead of writing it on my list, I went to my phone and I looked at, <laughs> at the app store to download it. Um, and it's not there. It comes out like mid-October. You can go to their website and you can sign up and, and get yeah. all that type of stuff. But uh, yeah, it's your typical turn-based card strategy game. It looks like it's it's set up differently and more unique game style. But depending on how unreasonable it is to collect that type of stuff, I mean, you know, we'll see. Uh, I might it's be like down. Hearthstone where you just have to invest your time yeah. and there's like no transactions, I am all for that. But there's going to be microtransactions at this point. Oh, yeah. There will 100%. be. If it's free, yeah. there will be. Yeah. Uh, and then lastly on my list here, um, it's just an update to an already existing game that we all know and love. Skywalker Saga for Lego Star Wars is getting a galactic edition that comes out this holiday season that will include, um, I think it was, I have a link here. Let me click in here. You get 13 character packs, Mandalorian Season 1 and 2, The Bad Batch, Rogue One, Star Wars Story, and the classic characters, Solo's a Star Wars Story, a Trooper Pack, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Andor, 
uh, The Book of Boba Fett, Star Wars, The Clone Wars, Star Wars Rebel, and Summer Vacation. Looks like there's out of those, six of those are new. Yeah, the, uh, and will be coming with this new version, along with all the other ones that have been released prior. Which you said, unless you buy the deluxe edition, you have to buy individually, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, the deluxe edition right now is typically only a few dollars more, mm-hmm. which makes it just no-brainer. Not worth it. Um, yeah. yeah, but the new character packs is for Obi-Wan Kenobi, Andor, Book of Boba Fett, Clone Wars, Rebels, and then Summer Vacation. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, so I mean, if you're like me and you've been kind of holding off on it, you might want to wait till Christmas or so and uh, and soup the the Galactic Edition up because it's going to have like literally everything in it. Uh, you know, and it's a fun game. You and I played it on stream, and you know, yeah. might play it again. But uh, I, as as somebody who who plays those games, I want it for like myself so I can like do my own grinding and that type of thing. So yeah, uh, the one thing I'm disappointed in though is that um, there's not any new levels. It's it's just character packs. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I'd pay for new levels, but I mean, at least with the Star or the Lego Star Wars game, you can just invite your friend to join your session. So yeah, it has a shared experience. Although it does feel like I'm playing on your console, you know what I mean? As like a yeah. second player, so there's a lot of limitations, and you know, in terms of like achievement hunting and stuff like that, you just don't want your own copy. Um, so yeah, if you're holding off on it, wait till Christmas. You get the uh, the big boy version for probably the same price, right? Yep. Um, so yeah, that is it for D23. It was pretty hefty. Uh, it's a gigantic list of things to talk about, even though not too much was, uh, announced. Um, and you know, we're going to be skipping the roundup, but I do have an extra segment here. I just want to go over the, uh, the new announcement for the iPhone 14, uh, and the iPhone 14 plus, and we'll just go over some specs here and we'll call it a day. I'm not going to dwell on this too much. I'm not buying the phone cause I already have, I think two iPhones right now. <laughs> so it's like. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not interested in the in the high price uh, dollar point, but you know, when it comes to uh, the advancements, there's some juicy stuff on here. So I'll just rattle yeah. through here. If you're an iPhone listener, then uh, you know there's some 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 good information in here as to the updates that are coming to the lineup. Um, if you're not, then uh, you know, go ahead and skip to the end of the show, and uh, we'll we'll talk to you next week. <laughs> but for the Apple event, which happened on September seventh. Uh, you did have the announcement for the, um, we well, had two, you had the Apple watch series eight, which is just an improved version. Uh, there's also an SE model that's being released, which is much cheaper to afford. Uh, there's also a rugged version of the, of the watch being released called the Apple watch ultra, uh, some pretty cool advancements on that. Um, in terms of the ultra, it's like bulkier, uh, it's scratch resistant. I think it's dive proof um the knob on it has some extra material around it uh the dial uh so that it doesn't get damaged when you're doing things like like you know uh diving or or hiking or climbing or what have you it's made for like the 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 very active individual Uh, and also the knob is bigger so that you can access it with gloves and stuff like that um so you know you have those three different models now and then this basic improvements battery screen that type of stuff uh, you also had the AirPod Pro be announced. Same thing, battery, battery, better battery life, new and improved, pretty much the same deal. Uh, a little bit better in terms of background noise uh, uh, being uh, negated. Uh, as far as the iPhone 14, you have the existing 6.1 inch uh, as they have for, I think, the previous model. But now they're yeah. adding the 6.7 inch option for an iPhone 14 Plus. That, that's a really interesting thing that they're including the larger screen option without going to the pro line because mm-hmm. um, there's the pro and the, the pro max uh, um, so that 
matches the screen options there. Yeah, and it is going to be matching, too. That's a running theme throughout this, actually. Um, one thing, they're both going to be rocking iOS 16. Uh, they both have impro- improved thermal performance as every year. Uh, and both models have the OLED Super Retina XDR display. So both 6.1 and 6.7 inches. It supports 1200 nits peak HDR brightness. It's 2 million to 1 contrast ratio in Dolby Vision. So super, 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 super crisp. Um, and like you said, it's it's kind of carrying over between both models. Both models have ceramic shield. It's considered tougher than any other cell phone glass, airspace aluminum, and dust resistance. Uh, the ceramic shield was interesting like technology. It's like laid over, but it's integrated. Uh, they had the graphic up, but uh, essentially it's 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 made to last, uh, which, you know, it's always an issue with these iPhones. Yeah. Uh, you get five colors. Uh, I think there was like a really light purple. There was a gold. Uh, they had the project red or product red. Uh, they had black, and then they had like a silver. Uh, yeah, a I think they also muted. had a blue. Oh, yeah, it wasn't silver. It was blue. It was like a silverish blue, kind of like the silverish purple. They're not like, they're not real gaudy colors. They're very dull. Except the red. Uh, the red is what I rock. Um, yeah. I've rocked product red since since they started that whole project. And really what it is, is portion of the sales go to um, uh, AIDS prevention. And, you know, it's if, you want, if you're going to buy an iPhone, you want something that looks unique, swoop up the product red, it helps. Yeah. Um, I like the red, and, and it is actually carrying it over. They're not just using the red. It, it, still, it still contributes to the same cause. Um, I love that. I, I've, I've always loved the red, and... I remember back when it wasn't common, you know, red wasn't a color that you can choose. People thought that it was a case, but it was like, well, is that iPhone red? I'm like, hell yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's an option, you know, if you're going to choose and you don't mind, hey, it helps AIDS prevention. Repping all day battery life uh, with the best battery in an iPhone ever, as always. Uh, last gen Pro Max equivalent to both phones in terms of battery life. Impressive. Yeah, so it is impressive. Now, whether or not that's going to... You know, it's going to carry over with the new screen size and then this the OLED Super Retina XDR, uh, you know, the HDR brightness and all that stuff and the Dolby Vision. Like, you know, are they talking about bottom end performance and the carrying over? Like, you have to shut your brightness all the way down and, and all that stuff. Like, who knows? But uh, iPhones are pretty good in terms of long lasting battery life if you don't utilize it constantly. Like, the thing will last for like a week. Um, A16 Bionic chip. 5-core GPU and 6-core CPU, 16-core neural engine. Uh, the neural engine is insane. Custom signal imaging processor. We're, I mean, we're talking, it's an iPhone. You know, they all operate pretty quickly. I've noticed that the older the phone gets, the crappier it operates for some reason. I think well, that has to do with update your, the operating system yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah, You're and adding more features to hardware that can support yeah and really yeah. i mean you know unnecessary stuff should just be left out and you know there's a lot of speculation out there as to whether or not apple does that intentionally um i don't think so i think i'm in that same boat you know i've also you know somewhat tech savvy so it's like i understand what happens when you start you know loading up a device even your pc with with updates and stuff like that and it starts getting heavy that's what i call heavy um yeah. 12 megapixel main camera with an f f point uh, f 1.5 aperture uh, and and sh- uh, sensor shift I- ois that's a 49 percent low light improvement and nighttime exposure twice as fast yeah, and that's, that's nice i mean that's really what you want is the low light yeah. improvement and they mention a lot about the low light improvement and you know taking taking pictures of my baby and stuff in the morning like you know we're chilling laying down in the living room i don't have the lights on you know i want them to kind of just like slowly wake up 
be chill, listen to his, his, his story time and play with his toys. You know, I'm trying to take some pictures to send to mom at work. And it's like, I can't take a picture because the light just, I cannot get the light proper, you know, and, and, and unless I just flip on all the lights in the room and, you know, kind of ruin, ruin the chill mood, you know, it's like, I kind of just yep. got to take it as it is, but my phone's a little bit older, uh, but a lot of low light improvement, uh, uh, talked about in all these, all these, uh, cameras, which to accompany it, you got a 12 megapixel front cap, uh, front facing camera. It's an F 1.9 aperture, true depth camera, uh, with a 38% improvement in low light capture. Uh, it's a first time with front facing autofocus as well. You know, with people doing FaceTime and stuff like that, that's awesome. You want to focus on the front-facing camera as well, big time. Yeah, it's a good update. Uh, we are mm -hmm. sticking around the 12-megapixel camera range, you know what I mean? I mean, I given the cameras are being improved upon, the lenses are being improved upon, uh, oh, the megapixels sensors are getting super crazy, yeah. Yeah, the, the sensors are getting a lot better, so where you're getting faster shutter time, you're getting better low-light performance, you're mm -hmm. getting better day performance. Um I think that's going to be the trend for a while. I mean, I mean, I don't know if you saw the pro version though. The the pro versions are getting forty eight megapixel uh, rear camera. Damn. Um, one thing I actually didn't mention on here. I I'm going to guess the numbers. I think it's similar. I think it's a twelve megapixel um, wide angle lens on the back uh, with f one point nine. I think aperture. It's not true depth. Um, and I think it is floating around like a forty eight or forty six percent low light improvement. Uh, and nighttime exposure is like twice as fast on that as well. So a lot of comparable increases in terms of, of technology for the cameras. Uh, but the front facing one is actually really cool. I like that one. Yep. Um, then you have the photonic engine, which is an AI that utilizes the neural engine uh, to combine multiple images together uh, earlier in the photo processing proce uh, procedure to capture high, uh, higher resolution detail that carry over into the final result. So it's like it's taking it. Uh, I mean, that's it's kind of similar to the the way that they shot, like I mean, it's a rotoscoping or something. But it's how they shot Tron, right? They broke the image into yeah. multiple frames, like multiple layers, and then when they stacked them together, they were able to get a, an end result. And that's kind of how these cameras work. Um, I mean, you have to get into super crazy details in regards to how that actually works. But just know that when the camera takes pictures, it's taking a series of pictures. Uh, it's taking the depth, it's taking the foreground, it's taking the colors and the and the, sh and the shadows and the uh, the highlights and the stuff, and then it's 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 filming them separately and then compressing them at the end of the procedure to give you a picture. And what the um, the photonic engine does is that it takes that compression and it does it earlier in the process so that the uh, the remaining acts uh, the remaining uh, steps of the procedure are utilizing higher resolution images to give you that final result. So there's AI behind this as well. That's going to be uh, utilizing this technology to give you better results. So the way I have it described here is utilizing AI improves low light image quality on both front and back wide angle camera twice as much as iPhone 13 and 2.5 times for the new main camera. Um, so it's, it's pretty nice. I mean, these things are becoming really nice cameras and then you got like Nikon and like Canon or whatever talking about not making DSLRs anymore. I mean, it's, you know, there's a shift happening with, with, um, photography right now. And, and yeah. these, these types of advancements are crazy. Um, advanced stabilization mode called action mode supports Dolby HDR. I saw this in, in, in full operation it's super impressive i never even thought that they would be able to do something like this i mean the the, the shake was dramatic uh, but just know that the image stabilization coming to video mode on on this iphone is insane 
one of the more impressive aspects of this was eSIM, which is uh, allowing the transfer of plans without the need of physically swapping SIM chips. Uh, so essentially just like a cloud-based SIM card. Um, um, this is actually a really awesome security feature. It is, yeah. So you, you can't just have someone steal your phone and swap out the mm -hmm. SIM chips and run away with your phone. Mm -hmm. Like, it's locked. It is. And, and and Apple's the one with the key type thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and if anybody is going to have the key, you want Apple to do it at least. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to say you would, you would seek them out to be the, <laughs> the harbingers of, of security. But, you know, when it comes down to a company that actually cares about safeguarding that information, Apple's probably the better one. Um, so insane. That is a huge, huge announcement. That technology is, is, is being, uh, adapted by all main three character carriers here in America, which is T-Mobile, uh, AT&T and Verizon. Um, and there is no tray on that phone, like period. So, yep. uh, it is done. Uh, so the next one on here, crash detection, which is, uh, it utilizes new gyroscope and dual core accelerometer. Uh, that can auto notify emergency services if it recognizes a high impact collision. Um, so this is one of two features that Apple introduced in regards to saving human lives, which I think is actually the more noticeable aspects of this presentation and announcement of this phone, uh, is that this feature along with the next one, but, uh, this feature in particular is, is it's important. You know, you get some back roads where people get into, into, to accidents and, and you know, every, every moment counts, you know what I mean? So, uh, this feature yeah. was pretty cool. Uh, but the one that actually impressed me most was the emergency SOS feature. It utilizes emergency satellite system in any circumstance with a clear view of the sky. You just point the phone uh, in the direction that it indicates, uh, and it'll actually allow you to connect to emergency satellite systems uh, to send uh, distress texts to uh, either. Well, it's an it's an Apple relay uh, relay center, right? So they take your uh, your contact, and if they if the local center, like emergency center, the, the ground station that can that can assist you if they accept text messages, they'll connect you directly so you can send text messages directly to the station to help you uh, get found. Um, if not, then the the application has it built in to where you can com comprise very compressed uh, and and actually compressed down to one third the size in terms of text message size, but in terms of like actual words being used so that it's easier to send, uh, it helps you com uh, comprise text messages to send straight to the satellite if you're pointing at it. And sometimes, you know, it's I think it's like it's, I think it's like 15 seconds of co of constant contact with a clear view uh, to get that beacon out. Uh, if not, then it could take like up to like 10, 15 minutes or what have you. But if you're sitting at the top of Mount Everest and, you know, or, or whatever, you know, in the middle of the woods lost, uh, this would actually allow you to get emergency services. Um, I think with the iPhone 14, you get like two years for free. Um, but it does allow you the ability to contact emergency services in really remote areas that typically wouldn't have access to. Uh, and the other one is actually, it's a passive usage of this same system, the, the satellite system, um, that allows you to, easily send your location to loved ones. Uh, so it'll show a ping as to where your location is, even in the most remote areas based on satellite uh, positioning. That's how you save lives right there. Yeah. Um, and for anybody wondering, the iPhone 14 is starting at 799. We all know what that means. <laughs> it's probably three other, two or three other options afterwards that all incrementally increase by like, you know, a hundred, $200 each or what have you. 
Uh, the iPhone 14 Plus starting at 899 so that one's going to be a hefty big boy. Yeah, um, the Pro is going to be coming at 999 and the Pro Max starts at 1099. Uh, pre-orders did open up yesterday for that on September 9th, uh, so you can head on over and, and get that if you want. Um, iPhone 14 available seven uh, September 16th, the 14 Plus on October 7th. So yeah, that is pretty much it for today's show. It's a massive one. I think we try to cut it down, but that was a frivolous attempt. <laughs> we will try again next week. Um, as always, I mean, we're going to skip the roundup this week. There actually wasn't all that much, just the, the Apple plug and then the D23, which is an extensive amount of information. But, you know, as always, I'd like to end the show with our little plug. And, you know, if you want to head on over to our social media, you got Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, Facebook, and pretty much everything else. Nerd Chatter Show. Uh, you can find all of our episodes of the Nerd Chatter Podcast anywhere you can find podcasts, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, and more. Um, if you're interested in becoming part of the community, we got our Discord. You can head on over there where we share some random stuff and kind of joke around, chit-chat a little bit. Uh, or you can head on over to our Patreon where we have Patreon-specific content. Uh, just recently updated or uploaded a video uh, or Ryan Johnson discussion about Star Wars and his comments last week about... Uh, returning and all that good stuff. So a little juicy content over there yeah, for you. Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah, about a half hour right on the dot for that one too. So, uh, you know, check it out. You know, always want to support the show. Feel free. Uh, and if you're on YouTube, links in the description. Everything that, well, mostly everything that we mentioned in the show, we'll try to get all the all the trailers and stuff like that and, and you know, anything we can round up for you guys to check on down there. Uh, if you're listening on the podcast platforms, you can head on over to nerdchatter.com, our website, check out any of the links to lead you to our social media to get any information that you want and uh, that's pretty much it garrett thank you my friend of course i'm glad to be here and uh, we'll see you next week yeah we will uh we'll see how how next week fares um you know i still got my tooth issue going on i got a, a an appointment here uh, at 2 30 no it's a 10 days <laughs> wow <laughs> i got an appointment here in like 10 days so i'll probably get one more show in before i, I figure out whether or not i need some some oral surgery here uh, in which case it might affect the show. So we'll see what's up. Uh, but yeah, if you listen to the show, we really appreciate it. Hope you guys, uh, you know, let your family and friends know. And uh, we are out of here for this week. So we will catch you guys later. Late.